Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, it is Thursday, November 28th. Thanksgiving is alive here. Turkeys, stuffing, etc. Fantasy football, more importantly. There's a ton of football on this Thanksgiving day. Three games, in fact, and joining me to break them down from a fantasy perspective. Heath Cummings. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. I, like, I love Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays of the year. Um, I did have a problem on Wednesday. I, I think I hurt my back by sneezing. Right. Uh, <laughs> Brad, who um, probably has never hurt your back sneezing, be back? Not sneezing. Uh, that had to be a heck of a sneeze, sneeze Heath. I was, well, I, like, I don't know. I was standing at my desk and I, it was a heck of a sneeze and my back did not hurt before I sneezed and it, it does hurt now. So I'm pretty sure I heard it sneezing. <laughs> um, there you go. That's, uh, <laughs> I guess you, I guess, I don't know. I don't I, uh, <laughs> what's the worst injury you ever suffered? What's the most ridiculous injury you ever suffered in your playing career? Cause like you hear about this nowadays, like, it's like somebody like, I slipped in the shower. It's like you at place. You're out like doing something up to shenanigans. Ah, uh, uh, I, I, well, I never had an incident like slipping in the shower or, you know, spraining my ankle walking up some steps. But I remember in a ball game, I ended up basically tearing my oblique catching the interception. Hmm. That's how yeah. it would hurt. It, 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 yes, it, that was a costly interception. It wasn't costly because of my pockets, because of my body. I, and, uh, I, I had to, uh, deal with that. It happened like in November, so I kind of had to deal with that through the rest of the season. So, so you I, know, I, oh, wait, no, wait. Like, we're asking you for like an embarrassing injury story to make me feel better about sneezing and hurting my back. And your, <laughs> like, the, the thing that comes to your mind is this one time I tore my oblique. But still got the interception and played it out for the rest of the year. That's not making me feel any better, BMAC. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I can create an embarrassing injury to make you feel better, Heath, if you like me to. I think I can come up with something. I'm, I'm guessing Will's got a couple. Oh, yeah. Um, not, nothing too bad. I mean, but like, I would say like, BMAC's injury is exactly why I don't bother with obliques or abs in the first place. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you, can't tear an, you can't tear an abdominal muscle if you don't have abdominal muscles. Am I right? Um, just kidding. I'm sure they're somewhere in there. You won't be seeing them on Thursday though. Uh, let's dive into these football games. Three Thursday games. Um, and Heath and I will do some uh, DFS afterwards. We also get to line up questions with BMAC and we'll do some Facebook, uh, it's, uh, Facebook Q and A as well. Uh, but Thanksgiving wise, do we want to, let's run through it by position, I guess. When you look at the quarterbacks, are you starting Mitchell Trubisky, David Panev. Of course not. Uh, what quarterbacks are you sitting and what quarterbacks are you starting, Heath, in, in season-long fantasy uh, in these three matchups? 
I, there's some interesting games because like with the Saints and Falcons, most years we just say, of course, you're starting both Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. But Ryan's been bad for a month now and the Saints defense is pretty good. Brees is my favorite quarterback on the Thursday games. Sure. I'm probably still starting Matt Ryan as a low end option. Uh, I do like Matt Ryan better than Josh Allen, but I like Josh Allen just as much as I like any of the streaming options. Right. I'm starting deck. And then, like, couldn't they have put the Chicago Detroit game in, in a spot where we could be, like, be napping after the meal? <laughs> True. Yeah, that game's gonna. That's st- the first game, right? Yeah. I like the under in that game. BMAC, are you concerned at all about Dak Prescott against what's been a pretty good, uh, Buffalo Bills secondary? No, I'm not concerned at all. I'm not concerned at all. That Prescott has shown me enough this season for him to be a must start every week. It does not. I, I'm not concerned about who he's playing against. Now, granted, we didn't really see Dak Prescott be successful for a number of reasons, but the weather had a lot to do with the lack of success because both both offenses struggled, struggled, right? And yeah, Buffalo defense, they're they're pretty good defense, but I, I really believe that Dak Prescott he is going to really have a nice Thanksgiving day against the Bills. Yeah, I think it's, it'll be interesting just for the Bills' defense as a matchup. They've not faced one quarterback this season that currently rank in the top 12 in fantasy exactly. points per game. Thank you, Heath. Thank you, Heath. And I'm not, and I don't, I'm not saying Buffalo, they're not a good team, but I think Buffalo has an 8-3 and three record more so because of who they played against them being very, very good. Buffalo's schedule has been incredibly soft. Incredibly soft. Like, their opponents have a point, like a 33% win percentage on the season. Yes. 0.33. Like, that is terrible. And so, the one thing I think about with this game that I would worry a little bit about with Dak, I'm not going to sweat it too much, though. Um, Buffalo is terrible against the run. They give up a ton of uh, explosive plays in the rush game. I think Zeke Elliott could have a really nice day. Uh, the if the Cowboys were to lean on Zeke and get most of their production that way and get up and then lean further on Zeke and Tony Pollard, maybe Dak has minimal passing attempts. But I feel like given the, the, the plethora of weapons, they're going to at least run play action and sort of diversify it. Like you can put Tredavious White on Amari Cooper, but you can't cover everybody for Dallas. We saw that even the Patriots struggled to get with it, you know, or not. Um <laughs> <laughs> The problem was, I thought that sounded like a BMAC question, and BMAC was taking a drink right yeah, as we're finished. Yeah, I was drinking. And in I was fairness, water. he had like it was. It he was didn't know BMAC's when you were going to stop. I was like, I, I was like going to say BMAC, but then I saw him take a sip of water, and so I just prematurely ended my sentence with not with my question. <laughs> well, I, well, you know what? To answer your question, uh, the water was pretty good, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the, the offense for Dallas. I, I mean, that's a talented unit, talented unit, and. You know what? I think the most disappointing part about Dallas when it comes to fantasy implications has been their defense. I really I really thought coming into this season the defense for Dallas would really be a bunch of hell raisers, and they're the total opposite. So uh, I can easily see Dak Prescott throwing for at least 250 and two touchdowns and maybe running for one as well. Ooh, that would be a big day. Hey, Heath, let me ask you this, and then we'll talk DFS in a minute, but I'm curious. When you play – because I've never really done Thanksgiving DFS, I don't think – um, is there a, like a turkey slate? Can you do like a whole day turkey slate? I, I have a, uh, a lineup for the Thursday slates currently. Um, and I don't get particular, like I won't have 150 lineups tomorrow. I won't put near as much money today, in tomorrow, after- today, right now. I do not have 150 lineups. 
Uh, so I don't play near as much on these types of slates, but you got to have something in there. Yeah, but, but I didn't know if it was like a three separate showdown situations or if you do across the board. See, I like the idea of a three-game little island situation where you get to pick games. I actually think, is there any chance Dak Prescott's under-owned because of Drew Brees? I doubt it. Okay. Like, he may okay. not be, he won't be the most owned. Right. But, like, nobody, I, very few people are playing. Like, maybe if Jeff Driscoll is active, then he'll get a little bit of juice, too, because he's so cheap. All right. Um, Michael, you're not, are you scared about starting Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, or anybody, you know? They say Julio's okay. And like, if Julio's in the lineup, I think I pretty much just have to run, run him out there. Calvin Ridley, I'm excited about starting. Sure. Um, we don't know for sure as of when we're talking right now, if Lattimore is going to play. So that would make a small impact, but I'm probably just starting both of them. Um, any concerns about Julio? If Marshawn Lattimore plays, knowing Julio sat out on, uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I, I have a lot of concerns with Julio. Um, he didn't finish the game extremely strong last week. And I think my concerns with, with Julio also would be tied to Matt Ryan. Uh, if Julio's not able to go, then you're left with Calvin Ridley against a pretty good, you know, New Orleans Saints defense. Uh, it, what will Matt Ryan provide? I mean, the last few weeks, Matt Ryan hasn't really provided anything like he did before he uh, sustained that ankle injury. I thought that Matt Ryan against the Buccaneers, Heath, looked like he had lost his fastball. Yeah. I, I don't think that's unfair. Um, but I also think that quarterbacks have games where they look like they lost their fastball, and it's not just that they lost their fastball. Sure. But I don't in think that he game he, he looked like it. Um, yeah. we've, we've seen several, like, it looks like Phillip Rivers has lost his fastball and his breaking ball and only has the changeup. Hmm. Seems unnecessary. Sorry. It's okay. He's dead. They're going to lose I, to the Broncos. I'm confused because like three weeks ago, you hated the Chargers and everything about the Chargers that ever existed. It's a very complex situation. Okay. Lots of emotions, lots of history. Battered and bruised. I'm just keep coming back to it. Um, would you, uh, are you messing at all, BMAC, with the uh, Bears and Lions game? Yeah, uh, I think I, in one of my leagues, I may be forced to start the Chicago Bears defense, who was available That's uh, on the streets. And I'm not surprised because they've been up and down, but they were available. And I think I'm having concerns about maybe going with San Francisco's defense against Baltimore, uh, against Lamar Jackson. And, and question for you guys, in this league I'm referring to, I'm playing against Lamar Jackson, right? Mm. And I have San Francisco's defense. Mm. And the defense, I just picked up Chicago's defense against Detroit. And I really like that matchup against Jeff Driscoll. Where, what do you think is a better option? Chicago's defense against Detroit or San Fran against Baltimore? Oh, I want Chicago's defense to get destroyed. I, I might play both defenses in this game. It's like the uh, perennium sunning of uh, Thursday you, football. I, I thought you meant you wanted – yeah, like if you can play the Lions as a flex option and you're yes. like, play the Bears <laughs> – but the Lions is a flex option. It's not bad. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely play the Bears against the Lions. And it may not even be Jeff Driscoll. It might be David Blau. David Blau. It's, what's what's, what's the song, David Blau? David Blau. David Blau. What's his name? It's David Blau. It's a Simpsons joke. It's a Mr. Plow joke. Um, if 
we're recording this on Wednesday. It is Thursday. If you're listening to it, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It, it does seem like David Blau is going to start. Brady Quinn actually had an interesting take on him. He thinks he's a bit of a gunslinger, which kind of scared me for my, for my, uh, for my under pick of 39. But, um, I, I'm not that worried about it. I don't think he's going to throw bombs to Kenny Galladay and, and terrify the Bears secondary. I, I'm, I'm with Heath BMAC. I think that's a clear cut case where you, uh, you slam, you, you play the Bears in, on Thursday. Hope they get a defensive touchdown. Figure they probably shut them down and, and, you know, Hope that you get into the uh, into the weekend with a sizable lead on your on your DFS. Uh, what about some fringe guys? Latavius Murray. Or, actually, before we get there, wide receivers. Uh, any concerns with Allen Robinson, uh, Heath, in terms of the Bears or Anthony Miller? Are you starting him? Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and uh, perhaps even Randall Cobb in the late game. Allen Robinson is my favorite receiver in this game by far. Um, I I've got a little bit of concern about Galladay, and I don't want anything to do with the rest of the passing game for the Lions. And I, I, I think you could reasonably sit Kenny Galladay for a lot of wide receivers, several of whom are probably available in the waiver wire. Okay. Um, running backs. Latavius Murray, I mean, obviously you're starting Alvin Kamara. I think Latavius Murray is a very good flex option. Uh, he, BMAC, you like him at all, or Heath, you like him at all? Uh, my concerns with Latavius Murray is that if you had to, like for me, in one of my league, leagues, I have Alvin Kamara. And he had a very, very slow start last week, but he he, he ended with double-digit uh, points for me. I think it was around 11 or 12. And Latavius Murray has been a guy that has been implementing a lot in the offense based on his production when Alvin Kamara was out. But I, I don't know. It depends on what your other options are, right? Like as far as as far as with running running backs and receivers Latavius Murray could be a good flex option because I think he will get short yardage carries maybe red zone carries as well and he has really shown the ability to catch the football out of the backfield similar to what Mark Ingram did for them last year so if you're in die need of a quality flex guy I wouldn't I wouldn't have an issue with you starting Latavius Murray especially against the Atlanta Fox defense who has reverted back to what they were before their bye week mm. Yeah, you said I think he's a very good flex. I would just take the, I definitely take the very off. I might take the good off as well. He's a, he's, he's a flex. And probably, he might, might score a touchdown. And if he does, he'll be good. And if he doesn't, you're probably going to be disappointed. Okay. Uh, David Montgomery, you playing him against the Lions? I would play him over Latavius Murray. Okay. This is, this is kind of a last hope type of thing. Like this is the perfect matchup, perfect game script. He should get 20 touches. He, should have a chance at 100 yards. Okay. Uh, anybody for the Lions at running back? Yeah. Bo Scarborough? Bo, Bo Scarborough is uh, very much like Latavius Murray. Okay. Would you, who'd you rather have, Scarborough or Latavius? I'll go Scarborough and non-PPR and Latavius and PPR. Okay. Any thoughts on those Lions, BMAC? Or uh, perhaps you'd care to comment on Jason Witten and his role in the explosive Cowboys. I, I, yeah, with the Lions, well, no, I have, I'm not, because <laughs> the quarterback situation is going to really hurt the fantasy production for some of the skilled players on the offense. And then, of course, we just talked about the Chicago Bears defense and how excited we are with that matchup. And Jason Witten, ah, I, just, I mean, the, the, the hope for Jason Witten is he will get a red zone target, an end zone target, because anything in between the 20s, he hasn't really shown up at all for their offense, which is so confusing because that Prescott has been putting up numbers, but all the numbers are going to other guys. All right. Streaming tight ends. Jason Witten is one of them. 
Would you rather have, you've got to pick Jason Witten, Noah Fant, Ryan Griffin, is it Jacob Hollister? Am I forgetting Jacob? Is that his first name? Jacob? No, J- Jacob is correct. I would start, I, I agree with you. I would start all of those guys over Jason Witten. Um, my favorite is Griffin, but I, I'm really skeptical of this Ryan Griffin thing. Fant's hopeful. Like if they didn't, if I, what do we think starting a quarterback for the Broncos? Drew mm. Lock. Yeah, I, Brandon Allen's. I mean, look, I, I, I don't know. I don't know because Brandon doing. Allen's throwing the ball. A, a quarter of his passes are going to Fant. At some point, he's going to be good if he's getting that kind of target share. But if the quarterback changes and it's a bad quarterback with a different preference, then that could be bad news for Fant. The, the Jets have scored thirty-four points in three straight games. Their offense is clicking. Sam Donald's playing really well. I think I'd roll with Ryan Griffin here against a really bad Bengals defense. I, now, I, I've got a, I got a theory on this game that I want to run past BMAC. Okay. Because they announced earlier in the week that the Andy Dalton was their starter again. And I'm not saying that Andy Dalton is a good quarterback even. I think he's pretty average. But he is like Patrick Mahomes when compared to their other option so far this season. And Joe Mixon had tweeted about it and how excited he was to have Andy Dalton back. I think the Bengals are going to beat the Jets this week. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would not be surprised. I also, too, wouldn't be surprised to see the overhit in that ball game as well. Um, Andy Dalton potentially <laughs> with no pressure on him, and he's coming in as, as basically as a relief pitcher. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Andy Dalton put up some numbers. And think about this. He really got benched for no reason. I mean, Andy Dalton, they, even without they had won a game. Three. Yeah, they had, but they, but it wasn't because of a bad quarterback play. I mean, he was doing the, the best job he could do. That's fair, given the circumstances. You know what I mean? So, I and and he had to think about this. Look at some of the good games that Andy Dalton had in the beginning of the season against Seattle. He was going blow for blow against Russell. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he had some pretty good games after the Seattle game. And eventually, they, I understand they benched it because they wasn't winning ball games, but this, that team is bad. So I agree with Heath. I wouldn't be surprised. It would be the, it would be so New York Jets for them to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. When the line came out on Sunday afternoon, there were two lines I targeted, uh, to bet on first thing. One was the Jets minus three at the Bengals. Um, and the other was the Browns as a pick them at, at Pittsburgh. No offense, B-Mac. But I was like, man, look, Sam Donald's playing well. This offense is rolling. Ryan Finley's not playing well. He's not ready for this right now. And like most fourth round rookies aren't ready to jump in, uh, with a, you know, a, a trash team and a trash coach and, and, and try to win. And so, uh, when Andy Dalton was announced, I was like, crap, I'm stuck with this three, but now it's like three and a half. It's only moved to half, it moved it to four and a half and it came back down to three and a half. So Andy Dalton's only worth a point. The, I, I, I don't like the fact that the Bengals will be motivated. I do agree with beat Mac on the over. I think that'll help. Um, would you do you think AJ Green plays this week in BMAC knowing that his boy Andy Dalton is back in the in the lineup? No. I don't expect to see AJ play at all this season. I said when they um cleared him and uh, I was on HQ and we were talking and then he ended up allegedly getting hurt during a walkthrough. Hmm. I saw the signs right there. AJ is not playing. And then I think that was the first week they announced that Finley would be the starting quarterback. And for you listeners that are listening to me, a walkthrough practice is actually a walkthrough. So for you to get injured during a walkthrough, either you have a bad, bad injury or you kind of 
put in a little spice on the food. And if you don't think about this, if you don't play in the month of November, if you don't play this week, this is the last Sunday in November, right? Yeah. Why? Why for a player like age uh, for a player of his caliber? Why you're come back for a free agent? Yeah. Why come back for three or four games in December? No. What if you get hurt? Thank you. you. Hurt and then you lose a ten million dollars in the free agent market. You'd be crazy to go play for a, a team that is literally already eliminated. Right. Yeah. I, I just my my only question about any of that, and I don't. I don't know. You know, BMX, you can tell me. I assume all the veterans in that Bengals locker room are pretty desperate to not finish 0-16. Yeah. You don't yeah, want to have that on your record. Yeah, but but also, too, he, even if A.J. plays, how, how will that change their chances to actually win? Because A.J. does not play defense. All he does is catch the football. He doesn't block anybody. He's not on the offensive line. He's not tackling. He's not calling plays on both sides of the ball, even with a healthy A.J. Green. Yes, offensively they will be better, but that still does not help how bad the defense has been. So I I don't believe A.J. Green will play for Cincinnati. I said this a few weeks ago when he was cleared. And if he does not play this Sunday, mark it down. It does not. A.J. gains nothing playing in Three or four games in December. He gains nothing. AJ actually has more leverage not playing than he does playing, in my opinion. I think that's 100% correct. Would you see so you're not picking up then, BMAC, AJ Green for the stretch run in the event no. he's able to play? No. And for the stretch run, for guys that are currently close to being into the playoffs, they need to make that last run to get into the playoffs, or for guys that clearly already locked up a spot. I'm not wasting a spot on AJ hoping he decides he wants to play. Okay. Heath, are you picking him up? No, I dropped him two weeks ago as well. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ruining my life over, over AJ Green. Okay. What about, uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, BMAC? They draw the Patriots this week. I mean, Stephon Gilmore and DeAndre Hopkins. Are you worried about starting DeAndre Hopkins at all? I think DeAndre Hopkins is a must-start against any corner, against any defense. Um, he's a guy you can't take out of your lineup. Now, the thing that I love about DeAndre Hopkins is that with the Patriots, we know they tend to take away what the opposing offense does the best. Last week, we didn't really see a lot of combo coverages against Amari Cooper. This week, I do believe we will see that against DeAndre Hopkins. But for fantasy owners that have DeAndre Hopkins – where you will cash in at is in the red zone. Because red zone defense for the New England Pages, they tend to go zero-like blitzes. And zero blitzes are basically an all-out blitz. And all the guys in the secondary, they're pretty much playing man-to-man by themselves. And we know that Sean Watson loves to target D-hop on those fade routes in the end zone. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to not see DeAndre Hopkins get a lot of targets in between the 20s. But anything in the red area, better believe I think he will have an opportunity to really show up for you with fantasy points based on the coverages that I talked about, one-on-one, legit one-on-one opportunities, and Deshaun Watson knowing that's his best pass catcher, so I will force-feed him the ball in the red area. Heath, I imagine based on your rankings, you have a different take. I I have a different take. Now, I, I have talked about this on this program multiple times, but I want to say it again. If you feel like BMAC does, 
and you like I've got DeAndre Hopkins, I can't sit DeAndre Hopkins. That's perfectly fine. Just start DeAndre Hopkins. I am I would feel worse playing DeAndre Hopkins over someone that I have projected to score more fantasy points just because his name is DeAndre Hopkins. The Patriots have allowed one wide receiver all season long to have a top 12 finish. They've allowed one wide receiver to catch a touchdown pass all year long. Um, and Hopkins isn't quite the same guy as he's been the past two or three years when Will, F- Will Fuller has been on the field because Deshaun Watson is spreading the ball around more than he used to. We're seeing Hopkins get like eight or nine targets now, and his average depth of target has dropped from 12 to 13 down to around 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage. So I'm probably still starting DeAndre Hopkins in PPR. In non-PPR, there are a lot of guys that I would start over him that BMAC would not, and both of those things are okay. Okay. Uh, Watson, you start Watson? I would wrap the... Probably. There's nobody who's available on waivers that I'm starting over Watson. But if I had Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston, I'd be starting Jameis. I'd start about- Wentz or Matt Ryan over him. Wow. What about Dak Prescott? I would start Dak over Watson. Okay. Uh, but he's a top 12 quarterback for me, so you're probably starting him. Who are you streaming this week? How about a little, uh, little Sam Darnold? There are four quarterbacks, and I, I've got them all just in a jumbled mess. I hesitate to even say them in any specific order, but Nick Foles, Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton. I think all four of those guys could be in the 20 to 23 point range and be a good streaming option. But again, there, none of them rank in my top 10. So it's only if you have a quarterback that's in a bad situation. Like if you started Baker last week, you're not using him this week. You can't start Goff or Tom Brady or Derek Carr or Phillip Rivers. So I would start those guys over the lower end quarterbacks. One one thing to watch out for that Cincinnati uh, Jets game, the wind. It looks and it, look, it's we're recording this on Wednesday. It's, you're listening on Thursday again. Sunday, it looks like the wind could potentially be bad. Um, to like 15 miles an hour, but it's supposed to be sunny. That could affect the over. Could affect the quarterback play as well. Um, but Sam Darnold was fine in pretty nasty conditions against the Raiders. So I don't I don't see why he couldn't be good against the Bengals. Um, I'm not scared of Sam. Throw Sammy out there. He's dealing right now. The Bengals are going to slow down. They don't know what they're doing. Um, by the way, the Bears over under dropped to uh, 37 on Thursday. The Bears over under for the game to start shortly dropped to 37. So under. Jeff Driscoll is not playing. Probably not. And the Bears have climbed up to minus four. So it, and this is on Wednesday. So it does seem like it's going to be uh, a situation where we get um, what's his name, David Blau. All right. Let's uh be Mac, you got any lineup decisions you gotta worry about this week? No, nah, I think I'm pretty I'm okay. Uh <laughs> outside of the uh the uh defense question that I had. Um oh I got another one. Matt Ryan Kirk Cousins. Mm. Uh, <laughs> these two quarterbacks. Uh I would go with Matt Ryan. Like Cousins has been better. I understand why some people might like Cousins better, but I I I I'd go with Matt Ryan. I can't even justify it. He's been terrible for the, he's been terrible for the last month and Cousins has outperformed expectations and any version of reality. But he, you know what I think it is? I think we just don't we eat like with Matt Ryan being bad the last few weeks, we just feel like we trust him more fantasy wise than we trust Kirk Cousins. And that has been my issue with Kirk Cousins because I've missed 
quality Kirk Cousins performances because I just don't trust him. I think I would go with Kirk Cousins. He's playing against a worse defense. It is on the road. It is in prime time. That's a little bit of a concern. Um, but they're using Dalvin Cook a ton in the passing game, which is really yes. Kirk Cousins' numbers. And uh, I, I don't know. Seattle. Seattle's not that great. You know, it's a worse. I think. I think New Orleans is a better defense. I think Minnesota is going to win that game outright. And I would just point out that, like, if you know, just for anybody, I started Matt Ryan and lost the league, and probably probably going to cost me a playoff spot. I'm not blaming Jamie Eisenberg for making the start of the week, but Matt Schaub had more passing, more more fantasy points than Matt Ryan. Just throwing that out there. True, true statement. Matt Schaub. What, right. What's the uh, before I go? Jadavian Clowney. Any update on him uh, participating Sunday? Uh, I would guess he plays since he did. I think he was pretty close against the against the Eagles. So I would guess he played, but he's Monday night, so we won't know till Monday. Um, so you got to make that call without knowing uh, anything about Clowney until until we get closer. Uh, before you go, BMAC, we're gonna do Facebook questions real quick. Uh, Randy Neeson says, "Need a flex? Pick one: Jamison Crowder, uh, Sammy Watkins, Will Fuller, DK Metcalf, and half point PPR." DK. I'm right there with Heath. I agree. Right. Um, sure. I'll take DK. DK's been great. Yeah. Probably good to have that PPR too, though. And, uh, and the thing I love about DK, they have really targeted him taking deep shots down the football field. He just didn't catch the ball last week against Philly. Well, he had to turn. <laughs> he turns, man. It is something special to watch. Um, like he's like, it's like, uh, David Townsend asked Dallas Goddard or Jared Cook at tight end, full PPR. I love Cook. Cook is cooking up. I've been waiting for this all year long. I felt like eventually Drew Brees would find that connection, and I think it's there. Yeah, it's Jared Cook. Goddard's going to take a hit if Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar are both back, and it looks like they are. Yeah, I'm with you. I would definitely play Cook. He's looked good in uh, for the Saints lately. He's beast now. He looks a little thinner, making big plays. Uh, Jared Cook's in this one, too, from Nick Corbett. Jared Cook, Austin Eckler, or Devin Singletary at flex, half PPR. I personally think I would go Austin Eckler. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Samantha Smith Isaacson asks, I was burned last week by Matt Ryan and Jamie Eisenberg. Ouch. Would you start Matt Ryan again or Ryan Tannehill? She didn't really say that about Jamie, but still. I'd go with Ryan over Tannehill. In a, yes, I'd go with Ryan over Tannehill. Whew, boy. I mean, I, 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 that's a tough one. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to give what he gave last week. They're playing on the road, but Matt Ryan, man, come on. And, and we don't, like Heath, do, will, will you do, if Matt Ryan has, uh, if he plays without Julio, would you still feel the same way? Nope. Heath? Nope. Okay. See, that, see, that's the thing. Julio could be a game time decision. I hate this. I, I mean, I think Tannehill is the right answer, but, um, I, like Ryan Tannehill scored. So Matt Ryan had five fantasy points last week against the Buccaneers pass defense, which was probably the worst pass defense in football. Um, Ryan Tannehill had 16 fantasy points rushing the ball. Yes. Not counting passing the ball. He had 16 fantasy points rushing the ball. So I would – I think Ryan Tannehill is the right answer, but I would probably end up starting Matt Ryan because I'm scared. <laughs> Jake Thomas – Start Tom Brady, start Matt Ryan, or Chance, and pick it up. Pick up Andy Dalton versus the Jets. Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Joseph Harmon, streaming options to start over Aaron Rodgers. 
Four point passing against the Jets. I mean, against the Giants. Yeah, you just start Aaron Rodgers. You don't yeah, pick against the Giants. Yeah, I'm with you, B Mac. You agree, Heath? You start Rodgers here, right? Uh, yeah, assuming that he didn't say Jameis Winston was one of his streaming options available or something. Okay, yeah. If Winston's available, Joseph Hardman could grab, uh, could grab, uh, Winston, but otherwise. Miko Hardman or Sammy Watkins if Tyreek Hill doesn't go from Steve Richards? Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, I go Sammy. Sammy. I hope Tyreek Hill goes. Though. I think he's going to. Yeah, AKA the poor man's Devontae Parker. Jeremy Barnett asks, AJ Brown, AJ Green, or should Sanu, or should I go Sanu down the stretch? Full point PPR. Uh, AJ Brown might be the only one of those guys playing. AJ Brown's uh, east, dude. Yes, he is. Pick he's up AJ Brown and, and keep him and start him. He's good. And Ryan Tannehill's targeting him. Robert Thomas asks, six points, Rodgers or James Winston? We already answered that. James Winston. Right? Uh, and six, the other one was four point. And six point, I would go with Rogers. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, we need some like, we need some like cool mailbag music for when we do those, uh, that, that lays underneath. I'm sure Debo wants one more thing to deal with in his life involving this podcast. It's mailbag. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, oh, no. Well, I, we're not getting out of here. BMAC, you're getting out of here. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Yes, sir. We'll, uh, talk to you next week. Always fun to chat with you, my man. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, DFS time. Debo's amazed at how quickly I'm moving. I know we gotta, we gotta, once we, you jam, when you put a, when you put an end to the podcast, like a hard out time, I move quickly, don't I? And see, I'm getting, I'm a little flustered because I've got some things that I, I've tried to bring up and you've just, I can tell you're trying to just move on. You didn't even acknowledge the perennium sunning comment. And I don't even know if you know what it means or if the, you just don't want to talk about it. Moving the, where the sun don't shine. Getting the from- sun where the sun don't shine. Yes. What is the, where did that come from? Is that a thing that millennials are doing now? I don't know if it's millennials. I think it may be some, uh, like self-help people. To be perfectly frank, I didn't want to have to explain these very specifics of it to be back. I knew that, I kind of thought that maybe I was embarrassing you in front of your cooler friends. No, 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 no. I didn't want to have to be like, no, be back. They're stunning their, um, yes. Okay. I was just worried the, the explanation would be awkward and, and disastrous. Um, it also may have happened during the during the uh, anyway. Uh, do you want to talk DFS? Do you want to talk more? Sons I'm good cards? with I'm good with it now. Okay. Top play DFS, and this is remember this is not, oh let's um. Do you want to go through the Thanksgiving lineup first? I can let's, give you top plays for that if you want to. Well, sure. what's your Thanksgiving lineup look like? I've got Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Okay, a little stack there, and I think it'll probably be pretty low owned stack. I've got um, three Saints 
Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Jared Cook. Jared Cook's basically the only tight end that we're certain is going to get the ball thrown to him. There's a mm-hmm. lot of cheap guys if you just want to punt it, but I'd prefer not to. I've got David Montgomery. I've got John Brown. I've got the Dallas Cowboys defense. Mm. And then I, you got to play one really cheap guy, and I've got Isaiah McKenzie. That is dirt cheap. Dirt so cheap. He, is a touchdown. Just hope he catches a touchdown. So you got nobody in the Bears-Lions game. You know, I, that wasn't even – no, I got David Montgomery. Oh, Montgomery. Okay, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's a good lineup. I like that lineup. Thank you. Um, I, I had a good week last week. I did too. Finally, for once. I, uh, in the, cause I just play 150 in the $1 lineup, $1 tournament. And yeah. I finished fifth out of 166,000. That was probably worth a thousand plus dollars. And had eight entries in the top 100. So that's like a $5,000 cash, right? Um, it wasn't quite that, that significant, but it was a good day. There was a comma involved in the situation. There was a comma involved in the situation. I'm involved in the situation is always nice. Make sure you tip Devo before you leave. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I don't get tips around here. Uh, all right. So I hope you're listening. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did well on the slate last week too. I'm trying to think exactly what I did that caused me to do well. Who For me, it was Leonard Fournette and DJ Moore. I had them in almost every lineup. Those were the top running back and wide receiver plays last week. And the top tight end play was Zach Ertz, who was the number one tight end, I believe. And so, yeah, it went well. I had um, I had Derrick Henry in all my lineups, which was also a very nice. That was so stressful because I was in pretty good shape before the late games. They didn't have yeah. much impact other than Leonard Fournette and Derrick Henry. And I had all of the Derrick Henry, or all the Leonard Fournette and none of the Derrick Henry. So yeah. there were wild swings because Henry scored both of his touchdowns in like a 26-second stretch. And yes. then negative points for the second stretch. Negative points for the rest of the game because of that fumble. Oh, you're right. Wow. So I didn't do a good. I finished. I made forty dollars. Not a great, great. You know, made forty bucks in the millionaire, which means you did okay, right? Like, yeah. Like that's that's a. Yeah, you know, that's where like if you, I had Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham stack. I had Michael Thomas, had Calvin Ridley who caught a late touchdown, and then Henry, and then Philip Lindsay. In Kiel Harry, Dallas Goddard, and the Bengals defense uh, murdered me. The Bengals defense was looking okay. Until yeah, the answer to the riddle was the Washington defense. They had 21 fantasy points, and they were the cheapest defense on the slate. It's a great call. I think I was flirting with using them. Mm. It's amazing how, like, if you you really have to hit all those pieces correctly. Is that Did you have Washington's defense? I had them in about a third of my lineups. Okay, that's a good call. It's a great call. Let's get to your lineups for this week, then. Top quarterback play, no surprise, Jameis Winston. You're going right back to – you know that he's on pace. I said this on the podcast 12 times. He's on pace to be the first quarterback in NFL history to average 300 passing yards and two turnovers in a, per game for a full season. That would be – like, I could think of no one better suited to hold that distinction. For than, the rest of time. Yes. Then, it should be called a Jameis. Yes, yes. Yeah. 300 yards, two interceptions should be a Jameis from now on. I like it. Or no, just two turnovers. Doesn't have to be an interception. Okay. A fumble. Fair. A wild fumble can count too. Uh, no surprise there. I'm also not surprised that your, um, your top contrarian play was, cause I saw you tweeted out as soon as the news was announced in Cincinnati. Oh, I, I, the first thing I did was, what is Andy Dalton's price? Oh, yep. he is priced like the backup. Yes, we're playing all of the Andy Dalton and we're pairing I, him up with Tyler Boyd. What do you think his, um, ownership percentage will be? 
I don't know. And that's what I did write in the pieces. I'm a little worried that he may turn into a semi-popular play. What's going to determine that is if how many popular cheap running backs or cheap wide receivers there are. Mm. And if there are a few of those that pop up, then people will just play because you gotta think 15 to 20% of people are going to play Patrick Mahomes and 15 to 20% are going to play Lamar Jackson. For sure. So there won't be a ton left. People would rather play a quarterback they trust and gamble on a running back popping than play. Typically, I think they play a cheap quarterback. It just seems like it's kind of, kind of that way. Running back. Leonard Fournette tops it again. You think they'll feed him again? Apparently Tom Coughlin gave this team a uh, pep talk. You think they feed him? I can't imagine that a Tom Coughlin pep talk helped anybody. Um, but yeah, I, like, I like the Bucks in this spot. I kind of like the Bucks, but the thing about Leonard Fournette is I don't think it matters what the game script is. I don't think it matters that the Bucks are good at stopping the run because they'll throw it to him a dozen times. Okay. He has the mo- second most targets on the team since Foles came back. Wow. Are you worried at all? Like, would you be worried about playing Jameis with Leonard Fournette? No. Okay. No. And I, I, mean, I don't think a lot of people will, but that well, works out. There's, there's several ways that works out. Jameis sure. has a big day and Fournette has a garbage time touch, touches, or the Jags get a lead. They're running all the time and Jameis is playing catch up. So I think it's fine. Okay. That's right. That correlation works too. Jamal Williams is your contrarian. Interesting. I like it even more as a contrarian now that the Packers have come out and said, we know we have to get Aaron Jones more involved. Because I think this is, to- this is totally a hot hand situation. Yeah. And I, I don't know which one's going to get the hot hand, but I would like to bet on the one that's 5,600 and probably 4% owned. Mm. Top wide receiver play. Feed it to me, Devontae Parker, my man. You're not worried about the, the new, the new look Philly secondary? It hasn't mattered. Like he's had good days against Buffalo. Yeah. It, it hasn't mattered who he's faced. Devontae Parker is matchup proof. He has <laughs> like a, at least 11.9 fantasy points in every game since week three. He's got double digit targets in every game since Preston Williams was lost for the season. He, he's, he's, he's just good. He's a must start player. Devontae yeah. Parker. And finally. it shouldn't be that like. I know it's really surprising because he was so disappointing for so long, but the reason he was so disappointing and the reason we kept going back to him is because everyone knew that the talent was. Sure, for so sure. It just finally clicked. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's the quintessential post-type sleeper or post-type breakout. Uh, Sterling Shepard, top wide receiver contrarian play. Packers that bad against the slot receiver? I don't think that, the, like, again, Sterling Shepard's played four games with Daniel Jones this year. He's received nine targets in every game. Okay, that's a if good reason. You're under $6,000 and you're getting nine targets. I'm playing you. Yeah, and you're, they're not scared to use him in the red zone either. Uh, tight end, George Kittle, no surprise. But you got them both in one game. The contrarian, the contrarian is Mark Andrews. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, Andrews has got two catches, exactly, in three of his last five games. Really? He's really struggled a little bit lately. He, but yet, you know he hadn't played more than 55 snaps in a single game this year? I, I totally believe that. And I, like the only reason I think he's, I don't even think he's contrarian because of his recent performance. It's that I believe for the first, it's the first time I can remember George Kittle, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey are all on the main slate, mm. even with the Thanksgiving game. So those guys are going to take up 80% ownership right there. Sure. So you're going to get Andrews on a cheap price. I like right. that. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, the important stuff. What are you drinking on Thanksgiving? What are you drinking today? When you left, you left this podcast at Wednesday. Where did you go? You went straight to the AB. Well, they don't have an ABC store there. You just go to the liquor store. We do have one called ABC. 
Oh, okay. But that's not where I'm going. I'm going to Total One. Sure. And I'm planning on picking up some Canadian breakfast out. Mm. And uh, I'm going to start smoking meat tomorrow at 4.30 a.m. Today at 4.30. Today at 4.30, I started smoking meat at about 6 a.m. Smoking meat. (laughs) At 6 a.m., I opened my first uh, CBS. (laughs) And it's going (laughs) to be a fantastic day. Is it an 11% stout? Yeah. Uh, But like, I also had a good what have you been drinking? Because I spent last weekend, I went to Tampa Bay for a night. And went, went to Cigar City. Saw a concert somewhere you would love, Rock Brothers. Is it like an outdoor, like, water concert? No, it's a brewery. And the second floor is this intimate room where like a hundred people can sit in tables. And we saw a concert, Mason Jennings. How was that? It was fantastic. Uh, my brother and I have secured Sturgill tickets for March 6th in Charlotte, floor seats. Like 15th or 20th row. We got some awesome pre-sale seats. Uh, so we are excited about that. That is, that is awesome. Also, I want to give a shout out to Seventh Sun Brewery, which That's was good. delicious. That's good. Um, so I am, when I leave on Wednesday after my podcast duties are done, I may go by the ABC store now too, now that you got me thinking brown. Uh, but I have, uh, I had my good friend, uh, Pat, who runs Ridgewood Wine and Beer in Raleigh. You should always go check out Ridgewood Wine and Beer. It's the best beer store in the, in the city if you're here. Um, fantastic stuff on tap. They have CBS on tap. Uh, you know, Heath, I guess you got to go by there on the way out of town. I think you should. He's got waiting for me uh, f- several four-packs of New Anthem IPAs. New Anthem is like does like crazy good New England IPAs. They're out of Wilmington, North Carolina. And he's got some uh, New Jack Velvet Lies and So Desune waiting for me. So I'm very excited about that. And you can't go in there and pick up beer and not sample a beer. And since my wife already left with my son and my dog, I have no problem having one CBS and hitting the road. Just one, though. Just one. Hard. Yeah. Just a small one. Yeah, maybe a large one. Yeah, either way. All right, let's uh, hit the road. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Heath, uh, thankful that you come on this podcast every week. Sure, Joe B-Mac, I was thankful for him too, I guess, but I'm a jerk. Debo, we're thankful for you too, but this is not your last podcast of the day or of the, of the week. Uh, Heath, we'll talk to you uh, after the holidays, buddy. NTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts